Okay, and your copies, which we've been working on the last two weeks, go back to page one again. Just want to recap before we continue the Gemara Megillah. We're discussing whether the Sarsa Shvatim are coming back. And as we explained, what seems to be a simple machlaikas in the Mishnah on Kuf Yud, on the Beis, in Sanhedrin, in Peri Chalik, where it seems to say, the first Shita, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi says, they are if they do tshuva. So there's basically, to recap in one line, there are two girses on what the Gemara is talking about. Is the Gemara explaining the Mishnah, two different shaylas. So look at the Gemara again, Tan Rabbanon. That's the only line you have to know over here. And the Shaila here is, does that line exist? Which is what makes it very fascinating. So the gears we have in front of you, as I just read, not much to do with the Mishnah, just once we're discussing the Asar Where they come back, we discuss where they have Elam Haba. You look at the gears on the side, Ais Vav, his gear says, Einan Asidin Lachzer. They're not coming back. That's very different. And that would parallel the Machlekes in the Mishnah. And to compound the issues we saw last week, when they talk about the famous Pusik of Yitaka B'Shefer Gadol, nobody, not one Rishon on the Daf, or Achan, even mentions the notion that they're not coming back. Yeah, well, that's the that's part of the machlek. Is the shaila that we're talking about whether they come back or they're talking about Olam or not? That's the shaila. And Rashi has the same issue. You look at Rashi again. Uh, I don't know if it's marked on your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines in the bottom. Tana bana says the shvatim elam chelgam abash and amar. It quotes the pasuk. And Rashi says istam afarshir says the shvatim elam chelgam abah. What does that mean? So he even takes our gisa, which seems to be talking about Olam Haba, and he says no. Hainu limeisa mashiach. But he's not going to accept them back. So Rashi works with our Girsa and says, Alam Haba doesn't mean what Alam Haba normally means in terms of Ruchnius, Elam and Hashamas, Scharvainish. It means Alam Haba, the next stage of Alam Haza, when the Mashiach comes, he's not going to take them back. So we have two possible Girsas, and Rashi even fits it into the other Girsa. So. That's the source of the Mechlekes here. And again, in the Pasuk, uh, all the Mepharshim seem to go with the fact that they're coming back. We saw that already in the Ran. On this Gemara, and the Ran says that Lamaisa, everybody agrees, they're coming back, and we're going to have 12 or 13 Shvatim. And those who argue on that say, yeah, we're going to have 12, 13 Shvatim from the original migrants of those Shvatim that settled among Yehuda and Benyamin, and therefore it's not fair if none of those that went to Asher are coming back or not coming back. We're still going to have 12, 13 Shvatim. That's a recap from the last couple of weeks. One of the rayas we brought, we started to discuss, is on page 2, your Gemara Megillah, where, again, to recap, uh, the Gemara had a Shiloh, why Yeshia HaMelech sent Shlichim to ask Chulda Hanavia of Shiloh, of what's going to be with Klai Yisrael after he found the Sefer Torah. The Gemara wants to know how did they have the right to send the question to Chulda if Yirmiya, who was the leading Navi, the Godlodar at the time, was around. Shiloh had two parts. How does Chulda answer the question in terms of Mara Allah Midnight Rabbah? Only it's Rabbah, here it's Rabbah. 
And the second question is, why would they send to her in the first place? The Gemara says, well, one shot. They were related and Yirmiya was not Makbid. And to address the question of why they sent to her, go to the first line. First one line is Alel. Second word is Yoshia. About halfway down, 40% of the way down. Yeshia Gufa Echi Shavag Yemiya Umeshadr Ligaba. Why did he send the question to her? We'll see the Marsha inside on a few of these lines, but what the Marsha says outside is it can't be that they wanted her to say something different because we have a klal, that's not going to say the exact words, but they certainly have the same message if they're Nevi'im that are credible, which obviously we're talking about Yemiya and Chulda. So the attempt over here, perhaps, Masha will suggest, is Nosham Rahmani Yisheim, and therefore she'll dive in longer, harder beforehand to perhaps Bizecha to change the Dvar Hashem before it comes to her. Or if it's a Nevu'a even after it comes to her. You can dive in for Nevu'a to change, you can't dive in Nevu'a Teva for the Klal to change. The Rambam says clearly the only way to identify a Novi Emes and to have the process where Navi Emes will become a, a, an accredited, lack of a better word, Navi Emes, is if a few times in a row he says something that nobody else could know, and it's clearly a Navua Lataiva, and it comes true for the Klal. Navua Lataiva for the Klal. Rama says a Navua Lara, he can always weasel out of it and say, Well, it was really true, but you guys did Chuvo. What do you want me to do? Shem is Kel Rachel Vachanon, which is true. A nevuah l'tayva, if it doesn't happen, again, for a yachid, it can also change, but for the cloud, that's not going to change. So she could daven more before, even after. Not the Yemiya doesn't want to daven, but the Nashim Rachmanias, in terms of the emotional composition, could possibly have a stronger tefillah. There's a very famous Gemara uh, Brochus. The, uh, talks about the, it's almost uh, frightening and daunting even to say over a prat in his Gemara, but if you recall, B'yechem and Zakai had a chalib and he sent to his Talmud to Davin, and, and it worked. And the Rebbe said, he's greater than you. And he said, no, I'm like a Sarb of Neamelech, he's like an Ebbe of Neamelech. A lot of ink was spilled on what in the world that means. What's the pshat? He, he didn't say, uh, he'd be more than happy if the Talmud's greater than him. His Rebbe asked him a question, and he gave a correct answer. He says, no, I'm like a Sarb Neh he's like an Ever Neh Melech, Ma. What's the Pshat? Very famous uh, Maisa. Some say that as a Sarb Neh Melech, what's this in a Sar and an Evid? So the Sar is invited to all the cabinet meetings, and he's running the country with the king. He knows exactly what's going on. When the king makes decisions, any government makes decisions, the Hamanam doesn't know the Chla, what's going on. They think, you read uh, their editorials and the reports, and the, they try to take a stab at what the shot might be. There's so many layers of intrigue. You're not going to figure it out because there's too much going on. So whatever you think you know about the government, about the king, it's not even 1%. The Tsar has an inkling because he's involved in the inner workings of what goes into a decision. 
because of that, the Tsar will understand more. And when the decision is coming down from the higher authorities, even though it might look harsh, might sound harsh, it might uh, look like something you can't explain, the Tsar is not necessarily going to intervene that quickly because he really understands what went into it. The Eved is with his broom. He's going around. He cleans the throne at night. He has certain access nobody else has. The Tsar wouldn't dare... Uh, you know, he's probably taking a photo op in the throne where no one's looking at two in the morning. <laughs> you know the type. He's going around with his broom. He's having a good time, but he has no shaykh as to what's really going on in the kingdom. He's, a, he's an Ebbim from Melech. So Rabbi Yechem said, I'm a cyber from Melech. I understand more of what's going into these gezeras. I can't daven as well because it hurts, but I don't have the same taina because I understand more Tzadik Ra'ala, Roshim nobody fully understands it. Moshe, I didn't fully understand it, but I understand more. And Eved sees it and starts screaming and yelling, what's going on over here? Where's the justice? It's a phenomenal pshat. See, he says, it's not pshat. In that case, it was his son. I want to dive in now only as much as he does. I want to dive more than he does. But I'm not going to be capable as ripping up Shemayim Va'aretz, trying to get rid of the Xera because I almost know too much. That's a very deep insight. But I, I think that's applicable over here as well. Yermia was greater than Hulda and Nevi'ah. She was very great. He was greater than anybody in that generation. So she had two advantages, so to speak. One is the natural Teva of Moshe Rachmanias, she would put more emotion in, the tefillah might be more powerful. She would also put more emotion in, I'm just suggesting, Gamar doesn't say this part, but putting it with the other Gamar, is that you have a situation where she might be privy to less, as great as she was, and she would put more emotion in because she sees what is part of the Xero over here, and for Klai Yisrael, she'll be more emotional. These are her children. And Yemiya is a man and might know too much, even though he died in plenty, now, by the Chorban. So... Uh, it's an interesting insight. It doesn't mean, therefore, you should know less and therefore uh, it'll help you dive in. It, you don't have a choice. We're going to know less anyway. We're not privy to any of these things. That's why for the, for the Eved, the Tzadik Ra'alu Asher Tevlo, probably be better if he doesn't even try to figure it out. The Maile is a Xerah coming down from a king, a Melech Basavadam. We're not exactly sure if the government got it right. We're not exactly sure of the justice of the Xerah. When it's coming from Melech Malach Melachim, you can rest assured that uh, it's down to a Kutsu Shalyud. That's the that's the difference. So question, so the, yeah. The, the Nashim Akmanias Park person is doing something that's connected real good. It's a bad, it's a bad app. Why would they do it? So that's a built-in kasha after everything we just said, which is very deep and very involved. So chutzpah, why do we daven? If, if you really understood what's going on, you wouldn't daven. So the answer is, part of the answer is, HaKosh Baruch Hu put tefillah as a mechanism to come closer to HaKosh Baruch Hu and quite often, a large part of the gzera of what's going on, is so we should daven, so we can come closer to the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Hashem built into the gzera that the gzera is here to get us to daven more, and that's part of dealing with the gzera. How do you know which is which? The answer is, if you daven and daven and daven, and the gzera is still there, or the decision is still there, called gzera, then you know that that's good for you, and after all the davening, you accomplished, you came close to the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and the answer is no, for your own good. And that's something you only find out per my Yom Kippur Joshua. They don't say I may have asked him anymore after a few hundred or unlimited amount of years on this earth. 
if you weren't here, Ramesha uh, had a taina on the May of Esrim expression because he said, why limit yourself? There's no, um, everybody thinks it comes from the end of parish operations, but so that's not Pashan the Pasuk, and there's no limit of May of Esrim, so everybody here just got a new lease on life, so you don't have to limit yourself. It's an opportunity. So now we're going to go get to what we need over here for our Yemiya was not in town. He sent to Chulda because he wasn't around. And it was very urgent. Isn't that interesting? Part of them went into Gullus already. And he was mandated to go get them back. And how do we know he succeeded? He succeeded then. They uh, went into Gullus afterwards also. If you take a look at the Pasuk, you can read uh, the bottom left-hand corner. Gives you the whole Pasuk, Pasuk Yechesko, and see it in the Torah uh, Shalom. Ki amaycher el amimker lo yashiv v'oid b'chayim v'yasem chazan akol amayna lo yashiv ish b'avonach v'yasem lo yishazku. So it says that one part of this phrase we want, part of the Pasuk, ki amaycher el amimker lo yashiv, person who sells land. Normally, the din is that whatever sale is final, in farmland is not really final. It's a long-term lease. Because the maximum is 49 years and it goes back to Yevil. See here, Yechezkel is saying, He's talking about the pending gulus. Not going to happen for a while in Navi. Not going to happen for a while in his Navi shir. But he's talking about what's going to happen by the gulus. You're not coming back. So Yechaskel is really saying is that one of the many aspects of the Golos and the collateral damage is you're not going to have Yevil anymore. And by the way, we never got it back. We have Shemitah Midrach Bonon that never even instituted Yevil Midrach Bonon. We don't even know at this point when it is, when it should have been. So, obviously the Gemara is being Medayek. Yevil still applied at the end of Bayez Rishon Otherwise, Yechezkel wouldn't say one of the aspects of Golos after Bayez Rishon is destroyed is that you're not going to have any Yevon anymore. Why is he saying you're not going to have any Yevon anymore if you didn't have Yevon then? Now keep in mind, this is based on the assumption, of course, that the din is for Yevon you need Rav Yeshve As we mentioned, it's a big Mahalis Rashi tastes what that means. That means uh, 51% of Klai Yisrael take the whole population. Or does that mean Rav of each Shevet? Does that mean a representative of each Shevet? But the Gemara is assuming over here, every region has to learn this Gemara, that if the Asar Sashvatim are gone and Yirmiya didn't get them back, then you already don't have Rav Yeshvelel. You don't have Rav Yeshvelel, you don't have Yevel already in Bayez Rishon, toward the end of Bayez Rishon. So why is Yechezkel saying one of the terrible things that's going to happen by Golos uh, from Bayez Rishon, Chorban Bayez Rishon, he's not going to have Golos anymore. Well, they don't have Golos, they don't have Yevel now, so... Why is he talking about it as something that's going to happen if it didn't happen now? Elamai, they did have it now. So how did they have it? The answer is, their Sashvatim were brought back and the system was put back in place. So even though they didn't have it for a while, when he brought them back, they now had the potential to have it. Rashi's going to tell us in a moment they didn't Lamaisa have it because they went into Gulls before the next one came. But potentially, it's a raya from the halacha that he brought them back. Take a look at uh, Rashi across about eight lines up the first word I might have a bracket there the last word in line is Efshar the first word is Yevil and the next line 
Let me see the Efsher Yevo bottle. First of all, I see Efsher Yevo bottle, Mishagalu, Asar Sashvat, Mimei, Chizkiya, Shinamar, Lachol Yoshvea. We know that in order to have a system of Shemitah and Yevo, the reason why Shemitah is Dorabana today, according to most Peskins, is Tali and Yevo. So if you don't have Yevo, the race, you don't have Shemitah. Our Afrainim hold it's not totally in Shemitah's Daraisa, then it's Siv held like that, the Hashokan held like that, but the assumed Psak, Chaznish holds that uh, we don't have Shemitah Daraisa, and therefore, besides the, Shemat, the, uh, the Shemitah issue with the Hetem Mechira, the Chaznish held the Hetem Mechira never got off the ground, all the other coolers in Shemitah and Israel today from the Chaznish, predicated on the fact that Shemitah is the Rabbana. So, he held it was tied in. So again, Rashi says, We just got to that now in our Pasuk. This is the time of Chizkia. The first ones that went into Golis. saying, There's a Golis coming where Yevel will be battled. What's he saying? Wait a minute. Zman is coming with Yevi Bato. It's already Bato now. They're gone. Elamai, Yirmiya must have brought them back. Which is the next Rashi. Elam Alamit, Shiyirmiya, Zirin, Besa Shana, Shanimsa, Hasefer, Vishnas, Shmona Esa, Leoshio, Yoshio Amelach, Shalach, Aldivri, Hasefer, Esa, Chudas. He wanted a reading, Mina Shamayim, on what the message here finding this very, very ancient Sefer Terah in the Azara, as they were doing their work in the Azara. Why? Because he went to get them. He brought them back. Brought all of them back, or representatives thereof, and they now had a system in place to start counting Yevil again. The sad story is, Rashi adds, They never got to Yevil, even though it started again. That's not crucial to our story. The story over here is that Yermia did indeed Tried to bring them back and succeeded. And once they came back, the clock started going again for Shemitah and Yevil. So when you brought them back, is it that, 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 that was year one? Yes, yes. Sounds, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it was both beforehand, and now it started again. And the Gemara has an ironclad raya that, that it, it must be that he brought them back, or else what's Yecheskel talking about? So the beauty of all the Nevi'im have to fit in what they're saying. It not only fit into what happened, it has to fit into the halacha of why it should have happened that way. Question. Yeah? Last week the Rebbe mentioned, I think the Rebbe Miller seems to be saying, or said, that before you were brought them back, they had some... Yes, they were always representatives living among you. So Shailis, you might need Roivavid Shevet. That's totally in this machlekes. How many people do you need from the Just more representative not, but that can easily be read into Rashi over here. Okay, let's go back to the Gemara. First one line is again Hechzirin. Malame Shiyirmi Hechzirin. He's going to bring a second arrival. Vyashio ben Amon Malach Alayim. You ready for this? Not only did he bring them back, but the moment we've been waiting for, which isn't going to help us avoid the Chorban, but we're waiting for some reunification of the Asar Sashvatim and have one king over everyone. Well, the only time this happened, a short duration, Yoshio, who we're not going to get to for a few months, but is the, uh, one of the most famous Bali Tshuva of all time, certainly among the Malachim. Recognized the Kashbarach at eight years old. His father was a Russian Musha. His grandfather was a Russian Musha. Really bad news. Great-grandfather, Chizkiyah Melch, is the Valdik. 
And he does tshuva and causes a tremendous tshuva movement. We talk about him every Tisha B'Av because he almost finished, but he didn't, and he was killed in the prime of his life because he didn't fully follow through. I'm not going to explain it now again, but we'll talk about it at greater length when we get there, Mitzvah Shem. But Tzadik Yisrael Eilam, and he ended up serving as Melech, not only over Yehuda and Benyamin, but over the remnants of whoever came back in the Yisrael Shvatim. How do we know that? There's a Chiddush, Agave Chiddush. You think they came back, especially we're talking about the Shvatim Eivar Yardeh. Not even the same area. It sounds like others came back as well. And this is just conjecture on my part. Maybe some from Eivar Yardeh settled further in because the Raya they're bringing is going to be in Beisail. And Beisail was the capital of Sharma. And if you recall from many Shirem ago, there was an Avua given that ultimately the Navi Habal and all the people doing Avodah and the, even the people, the Galachim under Yerav Menavot are going to be killed and their bones are going to be dug up again and they're going to be burnt on the Mizbech they were sacrificing on. And that's going to be done later on, way later, by a Melech. That Melech's name is Yoshio. So this passage is now going to describe Yoshio Melech active in quote-unquote foreign territory He's in the Aserah Shvatim, talking to the people from that area. So what's the answer? The answer is, at that point, it wasn't foreign territory. He was actually king over them, and it was part of his kingdom. Which is a small silver lining over here. Let's see the Pasuk. Shio ben Amen, Malach Alayim, Desiv. If you want to see the whole Pasuk, it's an ice vav on the side. V'yemer ma'atziyan halaz ha'sheni roya. What's this marking over here, this uh, grave marking? The locals, meaning the locals were back. Well, he claimed he was the Navi MS turned Sheker, and we had discussion who this fellow was. Uh, the Isha Lokim over here is actually the Navi MS. He came and he was tricked by the Navi MS less Sheker. Remember, he invited him for dinner and he was under orders not to come. He says, No, Hashem told me you can come for dinner, and then he was eaten by a lion afterwards. So the Isha Lakim, the first Isha Lakim is the real Isha Lakim, Shabami Yehuda, Vikra, Sadvaram Ela, He's the one who gave the Navua that later on the bones of all the Rasham will be burnt by a later tzaddik. That later tzaddik is Yoshio Amelach. Back to the Pasik. Whose kever is this? If you remember the Navi Sheker, I call him Navi Emma Shekers Machikis, how did he get Navua? He got one Navua afterwards. He told the Navi MS that you're going to die now because you came to me for dinner. So there's a whole discussion, if you recall. Was he ever a Navi? He got a Navua now. Yeah, you have to go up and see the Sharm the whole... It's an Avedah for a lifetime. How did he get a Navua? So some say the Navi Sheker, Russia two and two, and he just got the Navua for the purposes over here. And some say, no, he had some Milo. The kids say he has to be buried next to this Isha Lokim because he knew about this Navua and he didn't want to be part of the Einish. So they figured he had some safety next to him. Not going to help too much. So Yoshio now is here many, many, many years later. And he said, is this, uh, who is this? He says, no, that, that's the tzaddik who was killed in the line of duty and everybody else around here. And that, that guy next to him is the, is the culprit. And this whole area is going to be where the Nebuah is going to be fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah, that's, we're going to take us a few years to get to that. But yeah. <laughs> That was part of his Einish. That's part of it. If, if a bone is dug up afterwards, 
that's really bad. That's, that shows that the, usually Misa is Machaper, and Kfir is Machaper, and Chibar Akever is Machaper, and there's Gehenim. Is all, uh, usually after that, everybody's finished. This was, yeah, this was so bad. That's a good analogy. This is so bad that uh, they weren't finished yet. And it was so bad because Yerav Menevat started this, he's Chet Yom Achti And this, this brought Avod Azara into Klaiso. This is, uh, we're now in the Nabi Shia long enough. I'm going back and chazoing over Yerav Menevat and then the Nevu over here. We're up to where the Nevu, this Nevu is going to be fulfilled. It's going to cause a tremendous hysteria in a good way. The, the people remember the Nevu and they're going to, they're going to tell him about it. He's going to fill it. It's going to cause a short-term Kisiris. Unfortunately, long-term, it's not necessarily going to work. Again, the Pasuk of What you're now doing and fulfilling is the fulfillment of this old Nevoah. So the Gemara That's very interesting that he fulfilled the Nevoah. What is he doing there? It was extremely rare, like Kamat non-existent. I would say Kamat non-existent. Sometimes the Melch Yudah and Melch Yisrael teamed up to go on certain adventures in Mohammed. But it's very rare that a Melch Yudah should be in the territory of the Melch Yisrael. So the answer is, well, this is it. It says everything crumbled and they started going into Gullus and some came back and Yoshio was a tzaddik and he is now king over... Whoever's there. Take a look at the Marashah. Just to show you the comments inside of what we just mentioned. It's from the Marashah. I'm going to show you inside. Probably would have said something similar to answer the Kasha. Anybody from reading the Gemara has to know that you can't fix a Nevoah, so to speak. The Masha is coming to answer this. Have you seen the first bracket? It's on page three. It's not the pshat that they went to her because women have more rachmanes. So she's going to give them a good nevuah. They didn't want to hear a bad nevuah from Yirmiya. If the nevuah is coming, she can't change it in terms of saying something which is easier to handle because that's what people want to hear. And the people were sent with tzaddikim, sent by a tzaddik yashio, they wanted to hear the emes. Her tila might be more effective, which is what we just explained. Next, Marsha. Yecheskel was saying that there will be a Golis and they're going to Bavol and they're not coming back and therefore once you're in Golis there's no Yevil. And the Gemara's right is well if Yevil was bottle anyway because the Yecheskel were not here even if they wouldn't go into Golis there wouldn't be and Yevil wouldn't get his land back. Yecheskel was trying to say don't worry about uh, the Yevil being bottled because you're not even going to be here because you're going to bubble. And Yecheskel's message was that the Yevil is here. They were hoping it 
might be here to stay, but it was never actualized. But in theory, it was back because the people were back. And Yechezkel said, if you don't shape up, you're going to Gullahs, you're not going to enjoy the benefits of Yehovah getting your land back because you're not going to be here to enjoy it. Uh, the next marshal, I'll just say outside, explains what's the right from the Pusik. Maybe Yeshio just went to fulfill the Nevuah and they weren't hostile and he went in and he burnt the bones and he went back home. Because the Raya, he had a malucha over them. So he explains that the reason they quoted this part of the Pusik is because he was having a discussion with the locals and it seems to be that they were discussing with him not as your visitor, as subjects, and they were fully cooperating. This is very uncomfortable for them. Here he's coming, if he's coming, he's a foreign king, and he's carrying out a din v'mishpat on something that they were fighting about for decades and decades and decades. The Shevet Yehuda Benyamin were normally in a higher madrig, and they were tining the Asar all of, of Deir Verazar. They wouldn't be very comfortable giving this information and cooperating. Marshall explains, is that the reason the Mark quoted the entire passing in this part is because there was a Masamatan over here, Ke'ilu, they were all part of the same kingdom now, and they said, yeah, your highness, it's, uh, you're, you're here, and this is what you're supposed to do, and this Akim and the Nevuah, and what you just did was Akim, and we're giving witness. It sounds like they were all part of the same kingdom now. Okay, so we know that some came back, many of them, I'm sure, per what we mentioned last week, not only the original ones settled in Yudah Binyam, and I'm sure after they went into Gulf, they learned their lessons, they probably were very quick to try to move into Yudah Binyam even now, so that added to the numbers. And again, everybody's masking Allah Lamaisa for right now that we have and we will have 12 slash 13 shvatim. The shayla is, are we going to have numbers that are smaller and regroup? Which we have smaller numbers for everybody in place all now. So Hashem is going to build it up again. And Hashem is already doing it now. We're, we're closer to the gulo. question is how close? But uh, certainly, I didn't live in Europe, but I had many children in Europe and the families still weren't that large because there were things that had to contend with, poverty and disease and the like. Today, Baruch Hashem and Klai Yisrael, is booming. And uh, no one would ever believe you. Tell somebody 60 years ago, right after the war, there'll be a situation in Muncie where, Muncie, Lakewood, everywhere where, where uh, they're moving in and, and growing at uh, large numbers. Kane Yebu, they, they put up yeshiva buildings and they have plans and they have fundraisers and they put it up. And huge, massive buildings. And then while they're putting it up, same thing happened in the shul. Everybody's complaining, what are you building it so big? By the time they finish it, they all, the same complainers say, why'd you build it so small? It's a wonderful bracha. Halavai, we should continue to have such problems. Right? There's a, I remember the comments. We have a very nice building in one of our fine yeshivas on College Road. I remember, I'm here long enough, and so are you. I remember the campaign. I remember thinking, oh, what a mess. It's unbelievable. And then they're walking in and say, yeah, why, are they, why is everything so crowded over here? It's so crowded, they have to make two more parallel classes, and they have to, Baruch Hashem, there are a lot of, and, and every year it's a complaint, and every year there are, it's a space problem, forget all the other logistical issues, there's always a complaint, why are there always X amount of people, not many, left out of the park, they just can't get in anywhere. It's often, a, when she would say, we don't have room, it's like, uh, we don't have room, we can't stop in one more, he says, yeah, we stopped in six more, Maddie. the teacher's complaining, we have 29 kids in the class, and, um, you know, my teachers are walking out on me. Baruch Hashem. Not Baruch Hashem, my teachers are walking out. Baruch Hashem, they, no one would ever imagine to have such a problem. So uh, the fact that, that we will have the numbers later on is, uh, is easy to imagine. Question is, we're also going to have a reinforcement of like 29 million people coming from 
the Sambachan and over here and over here and over here, or 59 million, or, you know, uh, are we going to have massive numbers coming from somewhere else? That's somewhat still of a Malchikis. Go back to the, actually, don't go to the Pusik. See, I've told you, as soon as you took out the Nevi'im, it was a school that we wouldn't get there. Let's go to the Pelier. It's You've got to do the Shtadlis, that's all. You'll still get the Schar. Let's go to the Pelier. Speaking of building large structures, not coincidentally, we're in the Pelier. It's on Binyan. We were discussing yesterday the balance between building houses large enough that you could do Achnasasachim and have a nice study with all your farm with a lock on the doors. You could study in solitude when you need to and um, soundproof it if you need to concentrate. There are reasons to build large houses. And then, as we saw yesterday, ironically, that part is not going to get on film or uh, be recorded. Maybe because it's too stark. But uh, the part that wasn't recorded yesterday was his very, very serious musr on those who are overspending and overbuilding uh, rather than focusing on building their edifice in Olam Haba and uh, creating large structures that'll last forever. His message was, don't build for somebody else. It's not your problem, and you're not here for that long, and don't overdo it. So, with that message, he uh, started saying on page Samaches, in the first paragraph, which we saw yesterday as well, if you're going to have a lot of real estate, at least rent it to people who need a break, do stock that way, rent it to Timid Chachamim, rent it to Aniyim, give them a discount, and go easy on them. That's also a balancing act. You know, when do you, if you have from tenants, where do you uh, draw the line between stucco at a point where you're so far behind you can't cover your mortgage? That's a stucco shayla. It's a stucco shayla and a business shayla. But you've got to ask a shayla. When can you, I deal with the shayla all the time. When are you allowed to evict somebody? Well, they're dinim. They're dinim uh, and And then they're dinim. You have to know where... Normally, Dinah Mechusadina doesn't apply as quickly between tenants and landlords. Sometimes it's clear in the lease that it would. Sometimes they go with the minute. That's when I'm not going to get into that now. But you also have to have a sprinkling, or maybe more than a sprinkling, of Rachmanus. And you have to know when the person is just not paying because they're stubborn and cheap, but they really have the money, versus when it's really a Rachmanus. A famous Misa. And the Gemara has all sorts of dinim. You can't make somebody move out in the winter. It's the winter. It's just impossible. Everything was muddy. And you could, Shaila does not apply today. The winter, the Psalm people move 12 months a year, get a moving truck, has air conditioning or heating, and you move. Shaila does that apply, but uh, not so long ago, in Rodden or somewhere in that area, Chavaz Chaim said that in his youth, I don't know if this is Rodden or some, some other small village where he lived, he saw a landlord who was dealing with a tenant who was an almana. And uh, most almanas before social programs, social programs that started during the Great Depression, not that long ago. So in Europe, they didn't have that. And almana, usually by definition, had no money. And she was uh, tenanted by this uh, landlord, and uh, came a time, I guess she was paying at the beginning, came a time where she couldn't pay and didn't pay, and it went month by month by month, and you sort of understand the landlord probably wasn't the Gavir out there either. Most people living in these villages were not Gavir. If they were, they probably would have moved to a larger city already. Uh, the, every, every story, every marshal starts with the town Gavir. If the village had 50 families, I'm not exactly sure what Gavir meant. Gavir probably meant that he had what to eat and they didn't. I'm not exactly, he had a 
somewhat um, we'd call something in furnishing in his, uh, in his house. I'm not sure what the, uh, I remember reading about one of the small cities where they described the town Gvir. He's the only guy who had a business. He had a factory at the edge of the city that was producing flour and he had some money. Uh, my guess is that uh, the amount he had was what would be considered today low income. But then it was uh, the Gvir of the town. This all depends who you stand next to. Anyways, I'm not judging the landlord. I don't know who he was. I don't have to judge him. The Chavetz Chaim will. And the Chavetz Chaim is always down people to Chavetz So the landlord was waiting and waiting and waiting. And it was the winter and he finally got fed up. And he took action to get her out. So how do you take action in Rodden? I didn't know if they had a police. So he took action. Probably learned the Sugni of Baba Kama, Ovidinish Dilan Although this is not an application of it. Very limited applications of Ovidinish Dilan if you see your watch on somebody else's wrist and you know it's your watch and you don't want to go to base then and you're absolutely sure and you have rayas and rayas, then there's what to maybe discuss. What he's about to do is not although he probably thought it was. He took, went up to the roof and took off the shingles. Poland is very cold during the winter. Never there, just read about it. And it snows a lot, like from October to April. And he took off the roof! And she had a choice now between freezing to death, or moving. So she picked up and she went. Where she went, I have no idea. Her with the little kids, picture the scene. Chavaz Chaim saw that in his youth, and he, he held it as an atrocity, and he said, Akash Baruch Hu remembers everything, and Yesh Dimvi Yesh Dayan. And a long time sounds like the way I remember the story, is Girsa Diyankasa, decades later, the fellow met Rahman Aslan Loyaleno, Amisa Mashuna, and the Chavaz Chaim said, Hashem remembered. Which is, we would say, out of character for the Chavaz Chaim to even say with the story. I'm sure he didn't say his name for Lashon Hara constraints. He was, Chavaz Chaim wrote a lot of Sfarim on Lashon Hara and about Chesed. And he said, Whatever the Pshad is, a Cheshamish problem over here, you can't do that to an Amana. You just can't. It's the middle of winter, it's snowing. And uh, these houses didn't have much heat in the first place. You probably couldn't even afford firewood, but the roof was on. And you can't do that. So, being a landlord, often you have an opportunity for chesed. You'll say, there's a landlord sitting here. I can see your faces are turning crimson. Uh, <laughs> you say, what are you going to do? I haven't got rent for a year and a half. I've got to pay the mortgage. Okay, you have to measure the Taina Dovon when Nassim Navi came and he was giving heavy musr in a mushal about a guy with a lamb and he only had one and the other guy had a whole flock. And the guest came, and instead of shechting his lamb for lamb chops, he took the poor man's one sheep. So everybody says, they look at the mushrooms. Geneva is Geneva. You steal a penny, you steal from a gvir, you steal from money. What difference does it make? The answer is, apidin, it doesn't make a difference. But in Shemayim, the avla is a lot worse. When you steal from an ani, only has one, and you have five million of them. So part of the equation over here, I guess in the Chavetz Chaim story, is the guy was not his last penny, he wasn't hungry, and he certainly wasn't freezing in the dead of winter. He had a fireplace, he had a roof, and there's no mud over here. I remember I, uh, this is no godless tzitzitkas on my part. I remember I was looking for a house in Flapush, which is an Avedah Bifneatma. And I was already the rubber there, good, I need a house closer. I had a house, I used to live in East 29th, I was looking for a house closer to Ocean Parkway and Avenue M. Yes, I, I, I was new to Flappish relatively. I, what's the problem? You, you sell the house over here, you buy a house. Well, not so simple. Because uh, every house, uh, Morty, you'll appreciate this, uh, 
Every house, I almost had a havamina of putting a bid on. All of a sudden, I found out, you know, they say when there's a will, there's relatives. I found out that the, every bidder showed up and his, the shvigger told me that his shvigger already put a bid on it last week. And there 50 people fighting for the same house. Mamish was trench warfare. So I, and this is a house to house to house. I finally found one that actually fit. And um, I had to find out already from experience, uh, the guy I'm talking to you, do you have uh, ownership or jurisdiction to sell this thing? Half the time I found out there were five people already that had a Havamina in their Chalemus and 30 years ago to buy it and therefore they were in line. And the other one, I uh, found out the person selling it wasn't really authorized. So he said, yeah, yeah, my mother's had this house for you know, 56 years and she, we got to sell it and we're selling it. Good. Talked to the son. I happen to know it was and uh, fine. Going along, going along, I went to look at it and here already I was going to look at it, truth be told, whatever it looked like. I needed a house because I was walking like an hour to shul every Every, uh, every Shabbos a couple of times. So um, nice and healthy, but it's a long trip from these 29th and P. So uh, I walk into the kitchen. There's an elderly lady sitting there. And I'm, I say hello. She says hello. Who are you? I'm here to look at the house. She doesn't even like say hello back. She says, you're here to look at the house? I'm not moving. <laughs> so I, I'm with the guy who showed me. I said, who's that? He says, that's my mother. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I kid you not. I said, that's your mother? She just said she's not moving. So she said, don't worry about it. We have to sell the house. So um, she's listening to the conversation, and she said, let me be very clear. She was quite with it. She was only 98, quite with it. She said, let me be clear. I'm not moving. So then he said, Ma, this, it was a large two-family for flapper standards, and she was the only one living there. So I turned to the husband, and I said, is your father alive? I hate that. <laughs> said, no, no, he's nifted a number of years ago. I said, she's an armada, right? Yeah, I guess that's what you call it. So I said, thank you very much. I turned around and I left. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> I, even though it makes, she's moving and she probably did move next week. I, I'm not doing it. That's not on my sitzitkus. I'm not starting up with an amana. It's not, it's not, I, I needed a house. Five fell through already, so six will fall through. I'll find a house. Eventually I found one. It's not, not my, uh, I had better things to do. So there's a, uh, you know, when you rent and when you buy, you've got to know what you're doing. And the Pelliates' point, which we're not going to, well, maybe we'll read it quickly. We'll take another two minutes. Uh, you have to pick your tenants and pick, your, um, pick the people you're going to purchase from and sell to. And there's an Avaita over there, and there's a way to do it. Royal Adam. People, when I told them that story, they said, Alpi Din, I wasn't allowed to buy the house. That has nothing to do with the Din. She already probably told the son to please sell it. We're paying a mortgage. There's... Uh, 2,000 square feet, 2,500 square feet, which is large for Flappish, and uh, we don't need it anymore. Everybody's masking. Well, my sir, when people come out, I met him later on. I said, did everybody have that experience when they came in? He said, yeah. And I'm sure what happened afterwards is he had a conversation with her and said, yeah, of course we have to sell it. So somebody bought it. I don't know who. And, uh, and Alpi didn't have every right to buy it. So Shaila, whether... Uh, you're interested in getting into that or not. I'm, I, I, the Chavaz Chaim didn't even say the guy didn't have a right to take off the roof. She had no right to be living there. She's not paying rent. But uh, Shaili is with his stuck on Chesed and what, what do you do with the Almana? Bottom paragraph in the piece, the second paragraph. If you can, get somebody who's going to fill the bias with Kedusha. To learn there, besides the stuck on the Chesed aspect and maybe discounting, it's good to have this Hashba on your property. Certainly, if it's a two-family house and you live upstairs. Yamud. 
called Kabbal Dana Nisan Beisal Ishra. This is a consideration. Uh, you rent it, you have a rental property, so you rent to an Akum. Uh, maybe he's even over at Azara. That's a different uh, Shaila. Uh, officially, a Dinah you're not really supposed to do that. The Shaila is the Minik seems to be there. are. The Ramah says they don't really bring a Vodazar into the house. The Shach says they do now. In the time of the Ramah, they didn't. If you remind me, we'll get back to that. And you have to know, even though it's Mutar al Pidin, if you have a choice, it's Kadai to get the Hashpah of Kedusha in the area. He says, better to discount it, even heavily, to a good person who's going to have a good Hashpah. So that's a Sort of an Indian Alpi Kabbalah, but it's something, if all things are relatively equal, even to discount a little bit, if he's living in your Dalam, it's a, a two family situation, certainly get somebody who's going to have a positive Ashba, it's not a Chiv, you can't find somebody, you take anybody, but it's certainly something to keep in mind. We'll continue with Mitzvah Shem next week.